0: So Republicans are taking a look at infrastructure and saying, "You know what? We got a plan of our own, Joe. We got a plan of our own, and it's only nine hundred twenty-eight billion dollars. My gosh, that's an absolute bargain!" Yes, 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 yes. <sighs> Why one point seven trillion? By the way, when you add up where Joe Biden has been on spending and and, and what he's con- considering. We're talking about $12 trillion. He hasn't been in office for six months. If you want to know how radical he is, how much of a non-moderate he is, just remember, you didn't want mean tweets. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it is good to be with you. As always, I'm not saying Trump was a great spender. Oh, no, I thought he was pretty bad. He didn't care about deficits. It was meaningless to him. Not not a great fiscal guy. But this, this is nuts. This is absolute madness. And it's getting worse. So the GOP has this $928 billion infrastructure counteroffer. You got some Republicans saying, "Hmm, we're we're kind of uh, optimistic." It's five hundred six billion for roads, bridges, infrastructure projects. Four billion for electric vehicles. So, uh, producer Ari, we need to uh, invest in um, the, uh, the 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 what's what's the word I'm looking for? The charging stations, right? That's what we need to invest in. Okay. And basically, it's you uh, pedaling and creating the electricity. That's our plan. That's our secret sauce right there.
1: I, we can workshop it a
0: little, but sure. All right, ninety-eight billion for public transit, seventy-two billion for water systems, sixty-five billion for broadband. I actually think that's not enough for broadband. It, this is one of the places. I mean, I, I I assume we're all on on the same page. I assume it. By the way, broadband is infrastructure. Uh, just hear me hear me out. We are not better off when we don't have. Everyone connected. We are not better off when we don't have everyone being able to get content, to get information, to share content, to share information. So we want to make sure... We want to make sure that people in the most rural of areas or in the most downtown of areas have access. Now, part of the problem is it's expensive. You want to run the fiber and do the whole thing for there, there's a real cost. You know, when you when you run the fiber in a downtown, you got 50,000 people living in, in nine square blocks. You run uh, the, the, the fiber in, into a rural area. You got one person every four and a half miles because it's farmland. Yet, we need to ensure we need to ensure that we that we do it. We need to find ways. That's what makes Starlink from uh, from uh, uh, what's his name Elon Musk so so interesting. You know you could actually see Starlink uh, in space. This happened the other day because people were talking about it. we we saw it, my wife and I were out. We saw it all of a sudden. You, you know, sometimes you can see things move. You're like, "That's a plan." I'm like, wait, what is that? Is it, you know, you get you apps. You can find the International Space Station. You can, you can find things. All of a sudden, these 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 blips start moving across the night sky. Perfectly, one after another, two, three, four. These little blips, perfectly across the sky. 25, 26, twenty five, twenty six, twenty. There were fifty. Turns out it was Starlink, which is this interconnected satellite system that will help you get uh, broadband access in in rural areas. Very, very important. Now, remember Biden's offer is at one point seven trillion, so this is six hundred trillion dollars, uh, six hundred billion dollars less. Actually, I take that back. This is uh, about. 800 billion less than where Biden is and Biden trimmed his from 2.3 to 1.7 so they still have some negotiating to do Biden wants this very very badly we'll get into that but this study about the masks man this, this is it this will, this, as I'm reading it, kind of confirms things that we've been talking about. Let me bring in Phil Kirpin of American Commitment, AmericanCommitment.org. You can find him on Twitter at Kirpin. Not a doctor, but better at breaking down the data than anybody I have spoken to. And he has done a tremendous amount of work taking a look at what's happening in states and what's happening nationwide with numbers on COVID. And the last we spoke, Phil. What you said was, was that the difference between wearing a mask and not wearing a mask and and getting COVID was somewhere around half a percent in, in the, the data you looked at this study, which came out of the University of Louisville. Talk to me about what this study is about and what this study says.
1: Uh, yeah, this study found no mask effect at all, uh, either for mandates or for use. Uh, so, essentially, they found there was no correlation between places where masks were used and places where masks were not used. Um, and. What made this one interesting compared to, you know, there have been a lot of previous studies kind of looking at the same thing, and, you know, they were sort of, some found a small effect, some found uh, relatively larger effect, some found no effect. Uh, but what I think makes this one really interesting compared to the other ones that sort of had similar methodology is this is the first one that included the fall and winter data. And the winter data was the, you know, it was the worst wave, and it was a national wave. It was everywhere, which makes it, makes it more Robust in terms of doing these kinds of Comparisons because in the Spring of last year we kind of had It in the northern states and in the summer we kind of Had it in the southern states and that makes it pretty Complicated to do comparisons Because you sort of depending on What endpoints you pick you're going to be picking Up different areas and maybe it was just You know the time of year as opposed to The different policies and so I Think the fact that you have the fall And winter data in this makes it much more Robust to do these kinds of comparisons And they basically
0: so let's talk about what this means to mask mandates. This means that every time we were told you have to wear a mask, masks prove uh, have been proven to stop the spread, it never proved anything. It was based either on fear or on belief. And then the follow-up uh, to that is when we see cities like, for example, Indianapolis, Marion County, they still have a mask mandate until June 7th. They want to make sure we're past the Indianapolis 500, we're past prom season, uh, all of that, and then you can take off your mask. None of that is based on science whatsoever.
1: Uh, I would agree with that. I think that, I mean, he, here's my here's view, Tony, and I think I said this last time I was on the show. I mean, the the mask as an intervention, uh, was sort of a desperation move, right? Uh, we didn't have a vaccine yet. We didn't have good treatments. And it was kind of, you know, this might have an effect. If it does, it's going to be a small effect, but we'll do it because we have nothing else, was essentially the logic behind it. Um, and, you know, it turns out maybe it didn't even have a small effect. Maybe it had no effect. But, you know, if you have nothing else, you, you, you try what you can. So that was kind of the logic behind it. I mean, now we have, uh, now we have very good treatments, uh, the monoclonal anti Body infusions are available to almost everyone. It's been expanded. And we have vaccines. And so almost everyone in the high-risk categories now has either had the vaccine or has made the choice not to have it. And I think from, from once once you are kind of where we are now, where you have good vaccines, you have good treatments, you don't need to try desperate things that might have a small effect. Uh, you can sort of move past that. And so I, I don't think masks are at all justified now anywhere
0: talking to Phil Kirpin of American Commitment, AmericanCommitment.org. And you can find him at Kirpin, K-E-R-P-E-N, uh, there on the Twitter box. So now let's get into what this plays out as. Um, it, and, and I, I want to get into Fauci and, and, and the Wuhan lab in a second. But you have so many states So many in media that have predicated these people good and these people bad based on masks. Everything has been mask oriented. Oh, this state is unmasking. Oh, they're going to have super spreader events. Where does this put those people who were clearly fear based as opposed to, well, let's see where the data brings us based. If you wanted to wear a mask and you thought it would do some good, I, I don't fault you. But when you know data and you still attack others, what, where does, where do we go from here?
1: Well, I mean, I think if you look at the states that are sort of the earliest to drop the masks, uh, there were, you know, all these outrageous howling headlines about, you know, states like uh, Iowa and Texas wanted to kill everyone. And of course, uh, none of that was borne out. Uh, They had a a sharper downtrend uh, than a lot of the northern states. I don't think it was because they ended masks, but I think that uh, it certainly was contrary to, uh, you know, those predictions and uh, sort of the political grandstanding. you know, I, I think that uh, what we're seeing now, uh, having you know been through a whole year of this, is you know almost none of these policies, these so-called non-pharmaceutical interventions, the lockdowns, the business closures, the school closures, the masks. Uh, they, they, they didn 't really make a difference; they might have delayed things sometimes, and then you got them later. but you know in, in effect, this really was a pandemic in pan, meaning everywhere it everywhere sort of had their turn, even you know places like California that were gloating about how wonderful all their lockdowns were working and their masks and everything else. they had it the worst in the winter, and they sort of caught up with everywhere else and I think that we 've got to be a lot more humble uh, about what we know and what we don 't know, and you know one Thing that I think ought to be clear to almost everyone right now is, until you have effective medical interventions, uh, you're just not going to you're not going to stop a highly infectious respiratory virus. You're just not, uh, and you, and uh, and we didn't. It spread very widely, and the big fight now, Tony, is uh, going to be on unmasking the kids in school. And I think that. Uh, There was really never any good uh, evidence-based reason to do that in the first place. But, you know, people get into fear. They get into habit. It's hard to change. And, you know, you look at the map of the country right now on where kids are masked in schools, and it looks like the places – it looks like the exact same map as where – schools were closed six months ago. So now we're having the exact same fight uh, over again, uh, unfortunately, to get kids out of those masks. Uh, and so uh, it's tough because people get sort of dug in. And you know, when, uh, how do you convince someone who did something that was a personal sacrifice for them that they did it for no reason? Most people are never going to admit to that, just psychologically. They want to think they did some good, that they're the reason that it ended or what have you, uh, even though you know, the data doesn't really support that
0: talking to phil kirpin of american commitment let me take it over really quick while i still have a couple minutes to what's going on with these questions and now all of a sudden uh, regarding the the wuhan virology lab it's okay to question hmm maybe that did leak uh from this lab uh, it, when it was conspiracy yeah, you, you theory on years, on a year ago
1: getting banned. and now, now it's good what was that You can even say that on Facebook now without getting banned. Oh, that's right. They took uh, away the
0: ban. You can now actually engage conversations again because they said so. Um, This is a great example, as I see it, of narrative-seeking and narrative-pushing and taking COVID and saying, how can we make this worse for America? I know we we will weaponize it against the people to prevent them from having conversations. How much evidence do you believe we have that this was a leak from a lab in Wuhan?
1: Well, I always thought that it was a. You know, it would have been an awfully big coincidence if it happened to emerge naturally in the very same city that has the lab that was doing research on exactly this type of virus. Uh, and so, sort of just the basic circumstantial uh, fact of where. It started, and what was happening in that lab has always made it uh you know pretty likely in my mind that that 's that it came from the lab, and you know nothing we 've seen in terms of the evidence that's emerged over the past year, has uh, supported the idea of natural emergence, because it still hasn't been found in an animal anywhere. And I think they've tested 80,000 animals in China trying to find uh, you know, the animal that it jumped from, and they, they found none, zero uh, animals that were were infected with it. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, and I, you've probably seen the very long Nicholas Wade thing that was on Medium, and you know, there's just there's a lot of evidence Suggesting that it came out that it came out of that lab, and um, you know, is it possible that it emerged naturally and it was just a coincidence it was in the same city? I mean, it's certainly possible that that's the case, but uh, the idea that somehow. Thinking it leaked from the lab is a conspiracy theory or crazy or not supported by the evidence. That was never true, and Tony, to me, the fact that all the media all at once switched from "there's no way this is a crazy conspiracy theory" to "oh, this might this might be true," they must know. They must have been tipped off. There must be some more evidence coming, because otherwise, I, I just don't know why that would have happened.
0: His name is Phil Kirpin. Follow him on Twitter at Kirpin, K-E-R-P-E-N, AmericanCommitment.org. Uh, Phil, always an absolute pleasure. There is a lot more to get uh, to. I'm Tony Katz.